buttoned that up. <laughs> I'm very relaxed, as you can tell. I'm stretching. Yeah, man. So it's it's good to have you on the show again, mate. Uh, last time we had you on, we had you on with Paul, and uh, all the viewers were saying, "Hey, it'd be sick if we could get a separate um, podcast, one of each person, because with they him. feel that yeah. <laughs> uh, if, so they feel that there's a, there was a heap to unpack from both people. Uh, so we got you back on. We thought, well, you've been what a year and a couple of months now in in office. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, yeah, it's been a bit, been a bit, just over a year, mate. And uh, we thought, well, let's get him on. Let's talk some shit and see what are you from following you. You're certainly stirring up quite the uh, quite the bees nest in, in Parliament, mate. Oh yeah, I, I feel like Parliament wasn't really ready for someone that's a bit normal. Uh, you know, most most people in politics, um, you know, they they go in, into it at a certain age in their life, and uh, you know, they weren't really ready for a tattooed, bearded, thirty two year old. What are they? And and from the staffers or from from just everyone, they're just are they, are they different elk? Most politicians because most boys don't get to look behind the curtains, uh, and you're the only one that's yeah. sort of they're they're cut from a different cloth. Um, you know, you, you you get accepted pretty pretty quickly into like um, so. My side of politics are very you know open armed, very you know want to learn my background, where I'm from, what I do. Um, you know the PMs. You know he's 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 fantastic. He's he's all about the um, transparency talking. It's the other side that get a bit bit nervous. Um, you know you, you normally be going to the the Senate in the Labor side if once you've uh, you know done your union time. It's a place where they go to to kind of um, kill them off a little bit. You know we 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 don't have um, that on we don't have unions uh, in the in the Liberal National Party. No, because what's that? What's that um, <clears throat> uh, show on Netflix? Uh, Fear City, and they're I talking about it. oh mate, it's about the mafia in New York in the sixties, seventies, and it is yep. it is all about just union officials. They get into the unions, just corrupt <laughs> criminals, and then they're like, oh, well, they're already in the unions. Let's move up to politics now. Just so real clear, I'm not saying anyone in the union's corrupt or anyone in politics is either. But, no, no, of course not. The, the last, thing I, last thing I need is a lawyer's letter coming across my desk, um, stirring mm-hmm. everyone up. But there, there's just difference. Like, we're, we're, we're just very different. Um, you know, being an infantry digger is, is very different to, to what they're used to down in Canberra. Someone that just shoots, you know, pretty pretty straight, pretty quickly. Uh, not, I'm not too worried about the, the rank structure there or or kind of, you know, the, the hierarchical system. Um, I have a really good relationship with the majority of, or nearly, pretty much all of the ministers, uh, the PM definitely, and the, the other side don't like it. They're not used to, to someone that will just stop and go, hang on a second, that's bullshit, and I'm not going to entertain it, and we're not going to sit here and let you just, you know, use whatever for politics because that's kind of what they've been getting away with and because they're not used to uh, someone going, there is consequences to your actions. And if you're going to stand up and lie or you're going to stand up and say something, I can tell you now that I'm going to check you on it. No, because I saw some of your stuff going on with uh, with the crime. And, and I know it's we're all fairly, most of us here are, are fairly um, familiar with Townsville, but they, they've got a lot of crime going on in Townsville. Uh, and you've been sort of certainly bashing a few heads around the youth crime and the state labour. Yeah, yeah. So, so youth crime uh, and, and in general, crime in general is uh, a state government responsibility. So with the three levels of um, different 
areas of government, so council, state and federal, we all take in different parts of responsibility and keeping you safe in your home, ensuring that uh, young youth offenders you know, get punished, don't steal your car um, and punishing bad behaviour falls onto the state. And they've just been too weak. Like they're they're not they're not listening to the people. They they pro, they live in you know probably in the the real ritzy areas, and their houses aren't getting broken into. But there isn't a day that goes by uh, that I don't have people knock on my door and go, uh, you know, my house has been broken into, my car's been stolen, I've been assaulted. And you know I, I got a text message the other day saying that they rung. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, sorry. It's just um, it's just closed. Just yeah, no, no, just it's, it's up, close the, the Oh, there you go. You're back. It closed the screen. I was like, oh, no, what's happened? <laughs> um, no, nah, so it'll it'll record. It records video and audio on both ends. So if it drops out, well, keep going. You probably man. just saw all my emails. Nah. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, better, get, better delete that one. Um, <laughs> From all your Labor Party mates. <laughs> oh, email me right now. just upset that I'm talking about them. But, yeah, so, like, uh, we've got th- probably the three worst uh, Labor state MPs or state MPs in the country here. Uh, they're, they're just super weak on crime. They don't want to talk about it. They hide from it. But every day someone's house is getting broken into. Every day someone's getting assaulted. But they don't stand up for the people. They have to be told what they can and can't say by Palaget. Where, like, my side of politics and being a federal politician, the PM doesn't call me up and say, this is what you can and can't say. He goes, go out there and represent your community. So I go out there and if it means, you know, um, stirring up the, the state people, I will do it because they need to be checked to be brought into line to meet community um, expectations and do the right thing. Yeah, man, because they, they've got they've been doing this sort of, you know, you get your standard political answer uh, where they won't. They'll be like they'll tell you both yes and no in the same non-committal or oh, there's a yeah. trick, right? There's a there's a political trick. I'm giving you an insight into it. <laughs> They answer the question they wish they got. So if you ask someone a hard question, they answer the one they wish they got. And then most people are like, what are you talking about? And then they just go on to something else. And politicians, what they nearly all of them do is I'll speak for about 20 minutes, about not much. Then they'll only touch on the subject a little bit. And by that time, everyone else is like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then they just <laughs> move on anyway. So they're little tricks of the trade to, um, to, to stop you asking hard questions. Is there is there like so for the boys and and that, that are listening that have no idea behind you know like when you're a digger and you first get in the army you're like oh this is a really well organized place like everything's going is really well and then you get to a corporal sergeant you're like this place is holding on by a thread mate <laughs> but as, and as you go up through the ranks you get to see behind the curtains a little bit more do they get do you get to do that like is there like a not an induction but like a, a junior politician training day where they're like if you this happens do this is there a playbook or they're just like you know what make it up and if you lose your seat you lose your seat (laughs) so so firstly the don't um don't think that you won't have people from uh, all walks of political life watch this uh from the last podcast i did uh i i got stopped down in canberra by someone on the opposite side in the labor party and said good podcast so just know that people are watching um so they're and, and, you know, they'll be sitting there going, hope he says something that I can use against him later because it's the type of, you know, scumbag behaviour. See, that'd be that that'd fuck because uh, I don't know how you sit there and, and can have a conversation because, I mean, we've known each other for a while. Everyone here is pretty – but you have to be so 
reserved and well thought through on all of your answers for that very reason. Like they'll just grab this clip, reply it and pull you apart. And like, te- you can be guilty in 10 years time, mate. <laughs> they, they do that now anyway. Like they, they cut bits of my clips up and, and use it. And the more popular someone gets, the more that they'll target you as well. Um, so I'm not overly, overly too popular um, yet. So they, they kind of just, I'm just on the periphery. They're just looking at me. But in regards to, you know, baby MP school, yeah, we, we did some baby MP school, did a few days um, uh, in Canberra about how to play nice with each other. Uh, it, but it's not like, so the party didn't bring me uh, to one side and say, here, I'm going to teach you about what you need to do or anything like that. Um, we, we do it all as all MPs with, you know, kind of bipartisanship. And then you just learn from the people that you resonate with. So I get along, um, you know, really well with, with you know, certain MPs. I get I get along with everyone, but you know how you just gel with people. Yeah. It's like in defense, there's, there's, there's the, your boys and your family. And then there's the ones that you know and you still like, but the, you know you got your your, your tribe. Um, so I talk to I talk to him a lot. I talk to the, the PM probably um, more than he probably needs me to talk to. I just text him every now and then about footy scores and stuff. Um, you know I talk to Dutts quite regularly, uh, quite regularly. Uh, Peter Dutton, um, you know wealth of knowledge. Uh, you know we I kind of you pick your people and you can ask them questions and go what about this or how does this work? But when it comes to Townsville. No, I don't. I don't take their advice. I, like they don't give it. Probably, be, and they probably can see that I wouldn't take it because this is where I live. They don't live here. They live, yeah, yeah. you know, around the country. Why, why, why would I listen to them on what I should be doing here? I listen to my community because my community guides me on what I should be doing. Yeah, so it's like advice on statesmanship and and not hey, what's going on in towns or like you fucking know what's. Good. <laughs> Are you sure you want to pick this fight? No, they're they're, they're pretty good. They're um. The most all all the ministers, you know, will will have a chat with you, and you'll be able to pull them aside and go, "What about this to the treasurer to Josh Freinberg, or what about this to Alan Tudge on the city deal, or what about?" So you 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 get mentored not on how to do my job, you get mentored on how to think laterally and differently about you know their job and what they do. So then you have a more of a broader brush about how to best serve your community. Uh, but like I, when I'm sitting in the house. Um, and something's happening or, you know, I'm going to talk on anything. I don't run anything by anyone. I don't bring up uh, any of the ministers and say, just so you know, I'm going to do. Uh, I just do it because it's for my community and that's how we do it. And I've gone against the playbook or, the you know, the government playbook a couple of times, uh, especially around the chloroquine uh, trial uh, that they wanted to, to trial these drugs on um, ADF people. Because that's you know, another derivative of, of mefloquine, isn't it? Yeah, so, so it's the Quinn family, uh, I, and I I don't profess to know everything, but I I got about you know thirteen um, different and independent um, pharmacists to tell me what what was good about it, what's wrong with it, and should it be trialled like this? And they all came back with no. So uh, you know I was pretty public about about that, uh, and not once did any any minister call me up and say, oh, you shouldn't do that. It was encouraged. They're like, if it affects your community and your tribe, which is the, you know, veterans and defence, then stand up. And the largest garrison town in Australia. Yeah, yeah. So they weren't trialling it here. They were trialling in Brisbane. But I didn't want it to come here. I wanted it to stop in Brizzy. And people, you know, we've all been in defence. You don't volunteer, get voluntold. I was was only up on the hill with with Three Brigade uh, the other day watching their live fire and I heard someone say who wants to do a motorcycle course and I was like shit I know what's about to happen and then that person got stabbed for a task because it's, it's you know it's not a thing so you know the 
we do it a little bit different. We're encouraged to have that freedom of thought and freedom of speech and that freedom to represent your your constituents. Where, as I've seen locally, um, I, I believe so. It's Labor bottom Party up, doesn't. not top down. Yeah, yeah, I, and I think the opposite uh, of the Labor Party. And um, and if it wasn't, then they'd be talking about crime, the things that that really affect the community. Uh, I think that the you know the behind the curtains look is more of all the work that that everyone actually does down there. Everyone watches Question Times, and we're and we're just like throwing barbs back at each other, and that's theatrics that go for ninety minutes. And then after the ninety minutes, that's when or legislation's passed. That when that's when work gets done, and that's when we actually can come together. Like I can talk to people on the other side, and um, you know, speak to them about you know the key issues that I'm facing here, and they may do it there, and we may come to how we can work together. So that's kind of kind of how it is down there. So talking about uh, stuff staying down in Brisbane, which would be, uh, we're talking, I'm talking COVID, mate. It's the hottest issue in the press, uh, not up here in Northern Territory. We fucking have no restrictions. There's like, there's none. I don't think there's, you, you can, there's people packed out nightclubs. You just can't get in. Right? So Adrian hasn't left his home for like probably what, I'd say months now, mate. You've been locked <laughs> down. And- no, Sydney's good to go, mate. Sydney's good to go. Sydney's full of young, fit, and healthy. Ah, so yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on down in Victoria. I do know what's going. How deep do you want to go into this, mate? Because I can give you some Donald Trump-approved theories on Corona. And no, actually, not Donald Trump, but it is vitamin D deficiency, mate. That is why Melbourne's in the hurt locker. They don't get enough sun, and they don't go outside because they're sipping lattes when it's sunny, and they're inside watching Netflix when it's raining. Hundred percent. Sorry, everyone from Melbourne, get some bloody sun from Melbourne. No. Get outside. Exactly. Get outside and get but, some So do, uh, should we lift the border? Uh, should the borders be open? Because I just saw this thing today about uh, – was it on your – I'm not sure if it was a post from your page about a family that their dad's dying and the, the Palaszczuk said – yeah, Palaszczuk said you – No, he was having a stab at old mate in, in not Palaszczuk. This was the AFL player whose dad died and he – was having a stab at uh, the Mel- the Victorian Premier. Yeah, was know, it that one? There, there's a Queensland know. one as well. I yeah. think, it's not on my social media, but I, know, I think I know the one you're talking about. There's uh, a dad that's dying or go- or has died and he's uh, getting buried today and the Labor uh, state Queensland government wouldn't let the daughter get an exemption to go to the funeral. Yeah, they had to pick. Um, well, so- there's another one, mate. There's a family. There's like five kids, right? The dad's dying Cancer. and Palaszczuk is like, yeah, 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 pick. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to pick which kid gets to go and say goodbye to dad. Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, I, me, mate. I, uh, but but if you, you play AFL, that's all right, come across. If you are uh, a movie star, it's all right, come across. Or you're a billionaire and you're on a yacht, come across. You know what? If you can put a boxing ring together and uh, you don't have to quarantine, you can come to Townsville and do that from Melbourne. It, it's hypocrisy. It is um, – it's an, an – an us and them mentality. You're not using or looking at it correctly. Even if you, even if they, they go, we're not going to open the border. We want to keep it closed because you know we're we're just going to defy and do whatever we want. Allow people to keep the keep it consistent and allow people to come say goodbye to their loved ones. Because if you're going to allow people to come here from Melbourne um, to to fix a to, to, to put a, together a boxing ring and not have to quarantine and sit next to someone on a plane, but you're not going to let a young family go say goodbye. It's garbage, it's rubbish, it's hypocrisy, it's pathetic politics, um, and I, I think that, you know, they should hang their head in shame. Because what are they – there's a process. There's an exemption. You can apply for a permit. Uh, are they undermanned, understaffed? They just don't bother 
they're just like, no, nah, we're not going to give you a vet because no, we don't get no. money. They they said no, so it wasn't like they they said uh, or or didn't answer. It was no, we're not doing it. And uh, I've just seen before on the TV that um, Palajay and Jeanette Young, the um, uh, chief health officer, have stood up and defending it. I don't know how you can defend it. But if you're a movie star, there's movie stars right now just coming into Australia, and they're all they're, they're fine. Don't worry about it. come to Queensland, isolate in some. Marvel yeah, yeah. shooting but, a movie at the moment. But people, real people, real people, the the people, the majority are hurting. There's people whose parents or loved ones are dying. There's people that uh, need to come across here for agriculture, for mining. You know, the keep put food on the table, keep the lights on. You know, they're not allowed to to do what these rich people are allowed to do, and to to say. Pick a pick someone who can go to a funeral or pick someone who can go to a um, to, to say goodbye, but you still have to isolate. I think it's garbage. I, th- I really think that um, it's it's political. It, they're not thinking correctly because they're not normal people, right? So, you know, the higher high echelon, the high end of town, the the socialist left uh, that are you know dictating how you and I can live, and it shouldn't be happening. Yeah, because it's pretty crazy. Melbourne's like martial law nearly, isn't it? Like, I don't want to be a bloody extremist or sensationalist, but you can't go out at night time. You can't oh, stay well, 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 But you can get arrested. Do you not – if you post this on Facebook, you know, uh, with, with what Sutter just said before, where go outside and get some vitamin D, are you are you telling people to go outside? You're arresting pregnant – you're arresting <laughs> yes. pregnant, pregnant people. <laughs> yes, I am. They, I'm saying go outside the and get some The police are arresting D. people over because... a Facebook post. Now, the police do a good job, right? So mm. nothing to do with the police whatsoever. The laws are, are given to them by oh, the yeah, government 100%. and the state government to arrest people. Now, but a protest before, that was okay, wasn't it? That was all right to protest uh, before, but now, no, 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 you can't do that. It's, it's uh, We'll arrest a pregnant mother. However, mm. devil's advocate, I get it. I saw the video, pretty shitty... Hey, why is that dude standing there with his kids filming his mum instead of getting the kids out of there and going, hey, mum's about to get in a bit of trouble, let's not watch. <laughs> B, the original protests and riots and stuff that kicked off around Australia, every one of us sat there and said, I wish we could fucking arrest those idiots before they organise this protest. And so we're on that side of the fence then, but then it moves along and it's someone else organised. Who knows what for? Like she could have been organising a protest for some complete left-wing garbage and we all would have agreed we should have arrested them before they kicked it off. Yet the video has kids and pregnancy involved, and we're like, "No, she must be in the right." Don't tell me the no, facts. No. So, She's so, innocent. So, the police so, are in so, the wrong. No, no, the police aren't in the wrong. Um, the uh, but uh, at all, the police are not in the wrong. But what what I'm what I would like to see is the conversation, because yeah. you've hit the you've hit mm. the house. You've gone in. You've gone. Okay, the law says, and we've been told by Chairman Dan um, to go in and arrest people that are saying they're going to protest. Why wouldn't the government say, uh, this is what I'd like you to do? And the first step is go knock on the door and say, listen, this is what, this is the consequences. This is what can happen. If you continue to do so, this is what we'll do. Now, I, I think that it's it's shooting from the hip. A, a veteran got arrested as well uh, who, who shared something about going to a protest. Now, I, I really think the conversation starter should have happened earlier instead of, you know, Chairman Dan going, I'm go arrest everyone and, and then the police doing their job as they've been told, as they've been instructed to. Um, do do I think it should have been filmed? I'm, I'm glad it did because now they're going to come up with different ways to and hopefully use the communication before they start, you know, uh, running and gunning and, and stacking on doors because, yep, 
uh, I, I don't think a pregnant lady should be handcuffed behind anyway. That's my opinion. Uh, but the I, I really think that conversations start not because you could see her yelling out, "I'll delete it." Whatever you want me to do. Okay, good. Do that. We don't want you to do this. This is why because we have a pandemic. And then she goes, "Okay, cool." I don't know if that would have happened, but I just think um, you know the the, the Victorian state. Uh, government's just out of control at the moment. It's you know a socialist state. I'm, that was a that was an amazing propaganda piece for the Victorian police, though. It's like don't believe we're going to arrest you for starting a protest. We're going to arrest <laughs> pregnant women in front of their fucking kids. Kill one that is a propaganda piece, mate. Like educated we can pull shit off Facebook all day. We can arrest you for putting stuff on Facebook. Put up a video making us look shitty that actually helps us achieve our objectives. We're going to let that one run. That was perfect propaganda. But at the same time, man, like, again, never want to see pregnant chicks getting arrested in front of their kids. Yeah. That's fucked up. However, I'm a firm advocate for the statement, talk shit, get hit. <laughs> no one out there thinks you can get hit. And, and by get hit, that's obviously a metaphor Not for hitting for getting pregnant arrested, yes. getting whatever. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for, I know. No, 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 uh, obviously. Consequence to action. Metaphor. You, if you, consequence of action. So if you are going, I'm all for breaking the law if the law is broken. But if you have to understand that if the law's been put in place, there's regardless of which government, which which police force, there's dudes in uniform with guns who ha- whose sole responsibility is to enforce that law. So if you don't think the law's just, go ahead and break it. But understand what's going to happen if you get caught. And she fucked up and she got caught. Because people think these days that I can be a badass in the street, I understand I'm going to get arrested. But I can be a badass online and no one can touch me. And the positive that came out of that super negative video is that people starting to wake up going, the shit that I do online actually affects the world I live in. I so hope I some have people to be watch this because the, the people that troll me, the, I, I the, the people that fun. troll me could probably um, learn from that, that, that comment. I, 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 do, I, I do agree. Um, the, only, the only bit that I'd like to, to probably see the precursor is the, the discussion point first and maybe maybe it's an educational piece maybe putting something online saying i want to protest uh, uh maybe the, the the they didn't understand that you can be arrested for doing i don't know uh, i don't know um i'm trying to to see it as more of a balanced side i, I don't want to see people be be arrested like that i don't want to see people be targeted from a facebook post um you know expressing something but you know, I understand that there there is a law, and you have to maintain, and um, you know, you have to do you have to do the right thing, right? Because if you want to break the law, then you you get arrested. If you want to, if you go out and because I'm all for protesting, I'm I'm you know I'm all for it. I don't, I think there's a time and place. I don't think during a pandemic is probably the best time. It's probably the worst time. But if you protest, that's fine. Do it lawfully. You want to riot? You want to smash stores? Then you know there's consequences to your actions. You go to jail. Yeah, I can't say so. What? So the Black Lives Matter protests and all the the other protests that went on at, during the middle of the pandemic, because that's what they were, whether they were just or not, probably not. It's not the right time for it, right? In the middle of a pandemic, when everyone's social distancing and people are losing their jobs and family yeah. livelihoods and everything. Yeah. So, so not taking it away from from uh, the very important reason or protest uh, why they want to protest or, or anything like that. They. Uh, have every right to protest. Uh, I, I, I personally believe that during a pandemic is is not a good time to protest because with community transmission, people can get sick, people can get ill and die. 
whether you're in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Towns or Darwin. Uh, so I, I would, you know, I'd like to see the protests uh, once this is at a place where, um, you know, we're probably not going to eradicate it, right? We're probably going to have to um, learn how to, to live with this. But once we can get, once we can get back to somewhat normality, protest, fill your boots, go uh, march on parliament, do whatever you need to do, get a petition out there, um, whatever needs to happen. Because you, but... you have to apply to have a lawful protest, right? Yeah, I believe so. I'm, I've, I've, to be honest, I've never protested, so I'm not a hundred percent. I've never, I've never, yeah, it's um, not in my repertoire, mate. Uh, but, but I, I, I have people. Well, I have people protest out the front of my office every now and then about you know different topics. Um, the standard like topics. Stop. Well, well, like stop live export. You know things like that. Um, I don't think they get a permit. You know, sometimes I go out. You know, say hi, give them a water. Um, but if you're going to march on the street, I think you do. With the new permit. Um, and, and I guess it goes into, we're talking about laws and that when they talk about, it. I'm just worried because I know that the Australian law book is the same as the, is the range PAM, right? We spoke about this all the time. The range PAM's 400 pages thick and that's because it's a collection of fuck ups that people do in the army, right? When they're like, don't throw grenades at people or don't take hand grenades. Like, oh, some, well, why the fuck would I do that? Cause somebody's done it, right? <laughs> same with like drink driving or I'm, I, whatever, whatever the law is. But the thing is, we put another law in, we never take one out, and I'm just worried that like, every – we just keep adding new laws, like don't do this, don't do that. You become a police state. It never gets redressed, never gets repealed. Do they, do they get rid of laws? I want to think yes. <laughs> like you can't duel in the street, right? Um, <laughs> you, you, you know, you can't – if you just – if you, you know, challenge my honour, I can't slap you in the face with a, a glove and we get to fight. Uh, I know there's still some pretty outdated laws like, um, you know, you can tie your horse up out the front of a pub or, or something, you know, one of, you know, those kind of ones, uh, the real funny, quirky ones. But, I, you know, you've, I've heard of people coming here and I get people that come in here where, um, you know, who, who, who want to question the constitution, who want to question laws and they, they print out some laws that are, you know, pretty crazy. Um, I, I think we should redress uh, or address outdated uh, laws. I, I don't know the it, how they get rid of them or or anything like that. Um, I'm probably too much of a baby politician to find out that. Uh, probably learn that. I'll probably get off this, and someone will watch it and be like, "You're an idiot. This is exactly what you should be knowing." <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate. I, I got a feeling no politicians on the planet know how to repeal laws. Everyone gets briefed in in that three day training that you get to run the country. Everyone gets briefed in on how to make new ones, but no one's been taught, mate. It's one of those ones that, like, just been, for generations, so, everyone's forgotten. So during my three days, I decided to go get some coal from Matt Canavan's office and bring it into the um, training to stir up all the lefties. So you, can, <laughs> you can see where my attention span was. I was concerned about how I could stir yeah, everyone up. Let alone, <laughs> not, and then they're like, the toilets are just over there. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> Good. I don't know where you take it, mate. I, I, because what is day to day? Because everyone, because I couldn't believe how much, like trying to get a hold of you is like, we literally have to book in through your staff to get a hold of you. What is day to day? Like, because everyone's, you hear a lot of the boys, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, other ex serving members that are running. I think you might have started to inspire a lot of people to step up in their relevant communities and be leaders. But is it something, is it what you expected after you've been in it for a year? What are the pros? What are the cons? And what is a fucking day-to-day -day life in a federal member's in parliament, mate? 
Uh, in Parliament, it's very different to being in community. So um, in community, very busy. You know, you, you go through my stuff. My wife sometimes have to. Like, it, it's, it's, it's pretty hectic. Uh, I work seven days a week. I, I have this view and vision that um, the Townsville community put their faith in me and I don't want to let them down. So I need to attend the events, every event I can. I need to speak at every event I can. I need to uh, go to charities. I need to, to have meetings. I need to, you know, one of today, like one of 13 meetings, that uh, meeting with people and, and then helping them. And then what does that mean? Then the follow-up then the writing to the minister, then getting the information we need, then giving it back, making sure that we're on the same page, like helping people. I I have a, and most most veterans do, they have the sense, sense of wanting to help people. Uh, we all want to help people and it's just about finding a niche where you can. Um, I, I, I think politics, you can really make change if you really want to. It, it Not all my colleagues are as busy as I. You're as busy as you want to be and as busy as you um, allow yourself to be. And, you know, whether... Like last Sunday at an event, um, I took my kids along. I try to take them along as to, to things on the weekend. But people will stop stop me in the in the shopping centre and want to talk talk about uh, an issue that's important to them. And the way that I've kind of view it is, their issue is the most important issue to them. So therefore, when I meet with them, it needs to be the most important issue to me. Because if you don't show um, that kind of understanding and want to know more and understand it so then you can help fix it, then, you know, you're not really doing your job. I I, I, I think the last one Sunday, about three months ago, I had half a day off and um, it was, it, you know, it, it was good, but then I wanted to, I, I was like, okay, tonight I, I need to go do something. And there's only one of me and, it's, I, I just don't want to, I don't want to let the people down here. And the, if you read the paper in Townsville, there's a lot of politics that happens in it. And there's three Labor MPs here and they just turn their guns to me. The mayor turns their guns on me. Um, and it's because I, I'll call them out publicly. I'll call them out and go, you know, it's more like the integrity sheriff. And so if they're doing the wrong thing, you're not safe, right? You're not safe anywhere near me. And if you're, if, if you're hurting the community, you're not safe. Um, you know, and there can be, it can be a bit, a bit draining because you, you don't have that. They got three or they got four Labor people that just shoot at me. And then I take all the bullets, try and shield the where the direction that they're trying to, you know. Because let's be clear, the stuff they do is, to, is they do not care. They do not consult. Man, I couldn't believe that. There's there's playing the man and playing the game. And, and oh. I, I've seen, I've gone, I've gone through your social media feed a few times. And there's comments that I wouldn't let my girlfriend, misses anyone read. I wouldn't read them. I don't know how I deal with it. I would get really angry, mate. If if you look at a photo when I when I started politics and a photo now a year later, I think I've aged about fifteen years. Um, <laughs> I reckon at least there, there's a guy who's a who's a local politician here. He he puts posts up about me every day, slandering me. Like he's he's pretty. I'm pretty sure that like he's got a thing for me. Because I've never met anyone who talks as much about me um, than this dude. And isn't it? Isn't it like when you're in school and you you hit the girl that you really really like? And I never be a did thing, that. mate. 
You need to. You, you need. Can we use that as to, a promo clip? You need to change your. <laughs> yeah, when you're in school, you need to change your. I know what you mean, uh, but you need to change what your. So not not hit right? girls and not don't hit don't hit girls delivery, don't hit pregnant people. We're shared. not advocating. Definitely don't have to for domestic. I know violence. what you mean. Um, that is the takeaway. Yeah, you shouldn't hit people at all. Um, <laughs> you, but the, oh, I I think that you know, they they get upset because I'll. I'll I'll check them into in a place with poor policy, and then they just attack me and personally most of the time. Uh, but you know, you I, I'm pretty resilient from all the stuff that we went through uh, to be able to, to kind of keep going. But in and punch through it and just kind of water off ducks back. I couldn't care less with what they're doing. I did get sent an email today with a screenshot of of a Facebook post from this person, and it's their last time in Parliament before their election. And it's the last time he'll ever speak potentially um, in that place if he gets voted out. And he decided to talk about me. Like, <laughs> ridiculous. Like, what a, what a joke. Um, but that's what happens when you have a glass jaw. You know, you, you run down there under parliamentary privilege um, and you'll, he'll run his mouth. And, uh, you know, I, to be honest, I won't even look. Couldn't care less what he's doing. But down in, in parliament, it's actually, uh, it's busy, but it's not as busy as here. And so in Parliament, you're passing bills, um, making law, uh, and you're, you're, meet, you're doing a lot. I have a lot of meetings. I'm on a lot of committees. Uh, but, you know, you're, you're working 7 a.m. to probably 8 p.m. Or, or 9 p.m. And then there's normally a dinner, but then it finishes there. Where here, um, yeah, I'll, I'll start at, you know, around 7. But I might not get lunch or have or breakfast or lunch until the afternoon. And then there's a function. And then you're always on because you always want to help. And, it, you know, I could be driving home at, at 11 o'clock at night and get fuel and get out and someone will go, oh, Phil, I just have this question and I will sit with them for as long as I can to help them because that's my job. But down there, it's once that once the bell rings after uh, or when, when the house rises until the next day, um, that, that's when the work finishes there. Where here it's a little bit different. So that's got to be draining. That's got to be absolutely emotionally draining day in day out. What are the what are the, the, the there's got to be tools coming from where you are and, and you've been you've been in some dark places and you've come out of it. What are some of those tools and, and coping mechanisms and um, programming that you've found that has helped you to even keep that resilience going or keep the wick burning at both ends or What's things that have helped you out along the way? Uh, well, my wife and my kids, you know, and and that that whole someone to love, um, and that someone loves you. That whole, you know, my wife keeps me always motivated and always moving. The sense to want and help, like the everything we we do or any good politician does, should be to the sense to help people. Uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to to I'm scheduling. Uh, time where I can, you know, either go to the gym or go for a walk or have that time where you can put the headphones on and let let everything kind of set. Uh, you know, eating, yeah, like my my diet will go. Um, I'll get up and oh, running late, miss miss something, get to work, forget what time it is, have have a coffee or have two coffees. Next thing you know, it's two o'clock and I haven't eaten. Like it's not good for you, right? And so I think it's about. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, two a. Two, that diet is two, amazing two, so far. It's called two, two a.m. I, I didn't. I don't know. Where, yeah. <laughs> ah, the uh, or just not not having a regular pattern. So not 
whether, like you said, intermittent fasting, but the next day I, I may go, well, I, I didn't, I ate lunch in the afternoon, then I didn't have dinner, and then I woke up, and then I ate something big. You know, it, I, it's really irregular. And Even eating at nighttime, they're saying that if you eat within two hours of going to bed, which if you're just getting home at like nine o'clock at night, you shove something in your face before you hit the pillow, kiss the kids, you're going to bed at half an hour after you get home. They reckon that can knock out your internal circadian rhythm for your gut biome in a day and then your body your digestive system is out like it's so important mate to have that routine in your life yeah and well when i get home depending what time um the first thing i do is you know go straight to the kids and you know then whether it's if it's early enough bathing feeding there and by the time i'm even changed out of you know uh, my work clothes that's like 10 30 o'clock 10 30 at night and um you know, I think that setting a routine and just ensuring that you do it is something that keeps you uh, energized, keeps you on focus, keeps you on target. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like being in defense, uh, whether whatever you're doing, your, your repetition and your, your normal, you become normal, becomes easy, becomes, you know, you can do it in your sleep. And I think that's something that, you know, in politics, no one talks about. And there's a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety in, in politics, uh, whether it's at the, the local, state or federal. I get a lot of people that call me and go, shit, man, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm tracking well. Uh, I, they don't say it like that. But they're like, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling the best. I'm anxious. I'm not sleeping. I'm working this. I, haven't, I don't know the last time I ate. And I'm drinking two, three bottles of wine or a half bottle of gin or something like that um, every night. And they're like, well, what do, what do you what do you do? And I'm like, well, I think you just need to pause everything for a second and reset, get get your you know reset a bit. But I'm also an advocate, a, a big advocate for I don't know the answer, right? So my job isn't to give you advice. My job is to give you information. I'm not the professional. I don't tell people what works for me because it might not work for you, you know. So, but there's there's a lot of people in politics um, and probably like high pressure jobs that don't have a routine. Yeah, who That's else why. is? There's massive ones, isn't there? Like doctors are big, dentists, vets are massive for um, – have we spoke about this previous on the podcast? The uh, They call it emotional – emotional uh, fuck, what is it? Keegan, do a big super search, mate. It's like burnout. They just get – it's empathetic burnout. Emotional super search. They uh, just, do a big super search. The, the thing that we need to – like, and you can tell by looking at someone – and their appearance and how they speak and, and, and what they're doing is if they're burnt out or if they're or if they're hurting, you know, like you go, you can see it all the time. You know, people that uh, have lost that kind of uh, want in appearance or that or how they speak or that you know they, they look always tired, you know, things like that. But I, I just the conversation piece can be hard from people that haven't been in the hole. So if you haven't been in the hole. Asking people, you know, how you tracking or what are you up to, or you know, do you need anything, um, is kind of can be difficult and challenging. And that's a, what a lot of people say to me, like, listen, how do I speak to this person because I don't think they're doing too well, and they look like shit, and they're you know drinking all the time, and they're in a high pressure cooker job like like a doctor. And they, this example's from uh, a doctor's partner, uh, not locally, uh, but yeah, it was it was something that. You know, is can be concerning, and and how do we how do we uh, how do we speak and make things normal? How do we encourage people to to be able to talk normally about not tracking well, and in the whole view of oh, I'll kill my career, ah, oh, bullshit. 
nothing's going to kill your career except you. So if you, if the only person that can kill it is you. So if you, if you're not doing well, take some leave, have a day off, go, go get the Swiss aid up. So you know when you should be eating, you know, when you should be eating. <laughs> 100%, know when you're, know when you know when you should be training or what you should be do, do training, go, you know what? I don't fit in the gym. Show me what this body weight stuff's about. You know, things like that. That's super important. Well, why, what is that? So, all right. So ScoMo went on a holiday during the bushfires. I thought it was completely justified. And I don't know what people were thinking when they're like, can't believe the prime minister's flying out. Like he's not fucking walking around with a rucksack and a knapsack putting fires out. He has a, he has people that are in charge of this. He's not there sitting there going like, yeah, I need you to move this fire truck 40 Ks east and put that fucking spot fire out. Mate, Tone Abbott tried it and they <laughs> fucking roasted him for doing that too. They're like, why are you putting fires out instead of running yeah. the country? Yeah. You're fucked, you're fucked yeah. either the, way, mate. So the PM, uh, the fires were going a lot longer before uh, a state of emergency got called. So the, the fires were going on for quite a while. Um, and so the, the PM, like uh, most people would have done, is plan something with their family around uh, any time they're going to take holidays or leave. Um he went on leave when he went over there, state of emergency. I don't know if that's the correct terminology, but um, was called. And everyone's like, why aren't, you, why aren't you here putting fires out? And then he came back. Um, I think it was it, it was pretty pretty harshly um, treated. Oh, mate, I think it was absolute, absolute bullshit, mate. And the and same they, people uh, that will wear, will wear uh, you know, talk about um, positive mental health, will wear pins that say, are you okay? Or suicide prevention. It's all our, it's all the, the stuff we need to be talking about. Well, the same ones on there, call him every name under the sun, bullying. And I saw death threats on his Facebook when I was going through there. And mate, I, I've, because I've, I've copped it before, um, but obviously not to the extent that he has. And I'm like, you coward. You threw uh, online, you threw a computer screen. You definitely wouldn't be saying anything like that if, if he was standing in front of you. But he's hands down the best PM of our my lifetime. Um, I, I like I, I like um, Johnny Howard. I think I think I think he's good. I, and he's a very smart man. And but I, I don't remember him as the PM because I was too young. But you know I, I think that um, Scott has has done fantastic in. in you got to remember like drought. So becomes prime minister, drought, floods, drought, bushfire, coronavirus. Like name a prime minister that's had um, such tough run uh, through through being elected. You, you wouldn't be able to uh, Mate, I wouldn't have a clue, but so... Winston it, Churchill. He had a pretty tough run. He had a pretty tough run. Who was the bloke? Who's the Australian prime minister that went off for a bit of a swim and never come back? Harry Holt? Harold, Harold Holt. Yeah. Harold Holt, uh, he died at sea, yeah. 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 Well, he could have. He could have, He could be with, with bloody Hitler in Argentina. You don't know. Like, you just... You don't know where they are. Probably. The you question. Guys wear, you guys wear tin hats, eh? <laughs> yeah. Just nah, mate. I, it's, it's actually something. My old man brought that, that up. You the other wear day. tin hats. I'm only linking into this. No, he goes. You you believe in a lot of conspiracies, and I'm like, yeah. Part of it, I don't know whether it's a from being in the army, seeing a little bit of what's behind the curtain, and calling bullshit when the government says, "Look left, what's going on to the right?" That's that's kind of where it's at. Might be too many head injuries. Who knows? But I think Corona, man, Corona's brought the tin hats out of the woodworks because it's it fucking reeks of conspiracy. So, uh, like, tell me, <laughs> just tell. Me, I know we can get into this and we can be politically correct as much as you want, but tell me how we get a virus that kills less people than alcoholism, yet we shut the whole country down for it, 
And it normally takes 10 years to get a vaccine, but fucking Bill Gates has got one already preloaded. So, Stop it. Like, there's way more pieces to the puzzle, but that's enough for me to go, I've got to look deeper so into as, this so one. So I'm in government, and I can tell you, hand on heart, that I, don't, I haven't been pulled into any um, cloakroom and said, hey, do you want to hear a cool story? That that doesn't happen. I don't know. That's what someone like, that got pulled into the cloakroom would say. <laughs> I go, I've got to go. I've got to go. Let me go. I'm chomping at the go, bit, mate. Go, I'm chomping. <laughs> I get it. I get it, man. I don't think I don't think anyone gets into politics, but we've got to remember we're Australia. We're like that little floating fucking bit of grass down the bottom that no one really gives a shit about. If the whole world's putting a conspiracy together or whatever you want to call them, the world elite, the people with all the money, are they going to brief in the minister for Herbert? Probably Maybe. not. <laughs> like they're probably like, hey, let's just send this fax, send this fax to ScoMo, tell him what he needs to know. We'll sort the rest of the world out. Because they've got, what, 20 million people but down there? Th- there Come is on. an argument to it's killed fuck all people. Like, yes, it's um, my mum is uh, my mum is at risk. Like, she is Im- immune compromised. She's got CPO, uh, COPD, which is like a, a, a – she's literally the person that shouldn't be going out anywhere. If she gets it, she's dead, DED dead. The question is, We've like it's been long enough, and and Scomo said something the other day about he was getting worried about Australia fracturing from the Federation. He said he hadn't he hadn't seen it like this in years because people were deciding oh, I'm not going to open up the borders. I'm not going to do. We're going to do our own thing. Um, yeah. I think the measures that they took were pretty good, but at the end of the day, when it's time to open back up and go for it, like they've made some risk assessments and gone, we need to get the economy back on its feet. We need to open up the borders. And people are like, no, nah, I'm going to keep, Sorry, I'm keeping the borders shut. You're destroying economies, people's lives. Mate, this has been, how many people could have known the name? Like how would, how many people in Australia knew the name of the Queensland Premier before Corona? About six, I reckon, <laughs> the people that work for it. It's, it's probably the same in Victoria and all the state politicians, they've got a job to do. I get that. They've got TV and power hungry because they've been given this thing and they don't want it to go away. And if, like, I heard the, the rumors kicking around the other day that federal government's going to step in and go, this is what you're going to do, or fuck off. That is almost the point we need to be at. Like, why? I, I still, uh, this is kind of a follow on point, but we've got local, state, and federal government in Australia, and we've got the population of LA. Like, how, how does that, why do we need so many tiers? Couldn't, oh, mate, I can get rid of everything except local, and, and federal can just look after the defense force. <laughs> But that's a, that's a four-hour <laughs> podcast in itself, mate. People are tribal. We need to be in groups of 150 with one decision maker per 150 people. And then if you want to have a big army and, and lots of guns, you can have federal politicians in charge of that. Border control and armies. That is all we need federal politicians for. Interesting. Interesting take on the world. Um... <laughs> I, I, I definitely don't think you need state and local fucking politicians. I don't think so. I think states, when, when we get 50 million people per state, let's make another layer of, of politics. That's fair. People moment. come to me, like Canada doesn't. Um, you know, the, the Canada doesn't go to you? No, no. Canada doesn't have um, states, state governments. Uh, and the reason that their, mm. so their mayor and the mayor catchment has a bit more power or they yeah. look after a bit more, but and then they have a federal government. So it... There's no blockage of funding. There's no blockage of just goes from one to the other as needed. Um, so people, you know, <clears throat> it's a it's an idea that gets floated in there quite regularly. Uh, getting rid of abolishing states. I mean, what what else does state do at the moment? Police and emergency services, right? 
That is realistically a demographic change per city. Should police in Townsville be trained the same as police in Mount Isa? Why not? Probably not. Like, it, they're all trained under Queensland law. Shouldn't, I mean, poli- it's the same in America. Like, police are city-based. You've got the New York Police Department, own badges, own, own SOPs, whatever. I'm sure they're fairly similar. But policing and emergency services can be covered by, by local government. We don't need state. <laughs> You've heard it here first. Adrian Sutter, no state. You heard it here. All right, so... You'll be, you be standing you up in Parliament problems, next week mate, talking about getting rid of state. <laughs> so, so yeah. onto, onto, your, onto coronavirus. Um, my, my question would be, and this, I, I don't know the full answer, but when you say, okay, the more people have died from something else, how long has that something else been... Uh, in in society, whether it's flu, whether it's probably not, we need to take away alcohol and and uh, things that you you consume yourself. Uh, but to go okay, flu kills this many people. Coronavirus hasn't. Well, how long have they both been here for? So uh, and, and, and coronavirus has been here for well, well it depends, depends. whose story you believe. If you believe that this is a naturally mutated virus, it's been here for a fucking well, long time. If it came out of a lab. Maybe it's <laughs> well. I think that there's a lot of different strains of coronavirus, so we know that already. We know there's different strains, and we know that coronavirus itself is, uh, a, you know, a, a, I don't know what it is, but something that's been here a long time, um, and that's why it's been coined COVID nineteen. Well, and the the Australian government stood up. Uh, the first ones to stand up and said there should be an independent inquiry uh, into where uh, into China, where the coronavirus uh, potentially, carefully potentially, um, it, it could have been could have been created or birthed or anything. And China's come back and said, you know what, we're just going to put all your tariffs up on everything, and you're not going to we're not going to play nice with you. Well, I can tell you that we're not going to be bullied uh, by anyone. Uh, anyone at all, regardless of country, uh, because we won't be putting up with political blackmail, and that's what's happened. There should be an independent inquiry. Uh, we support it. Uh, other countries support it. Uh, we we were at, like you said, the little what is that little patch of grass at the end of the in the pond and floating down, down the, the bottom. bottom. This little patch of grass stood up to one of the world's superpowers and went, "Hang on a second, mate. Come here. We want to have an independent inquiry into uh, what's going on." And, the and so, went, did everyone oh, else jump shit. on board? Could everyone oh, else jump world, on board? The world went, oh, shit, Australia's, what's going Here we go. PM's like, nah, it's got to happen. And and everyone's jumped on board since. Well, majority have jumped on board. Uh, so this this one, I mean, you can, these are the, I'm going to get into some questions that are allowed. I accept a no comment answer if you're not allowed <laughs> to talk about it. No, no Independent comment. Independent inquiry comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more. I've got a hundred of them. So keep going. Independent inquiry comes back. China, state actors to blame potentially, uh, or at least at a bare minimum from from where I'm looking. Whoever started it's irrelevant. The action's taken after it. China and Chinese state-run companies capitalised on the rest of the world's failing economies. What's the outcome? You, you sue another country, they're like, fuck you, I'm not paying. Or do you, I mean, best case scenario, do we end up kicking Chinese investment out of Australia? Is that on the cards? Honest answer? I'm not sure. No. I, actually, I don't know. Um, I, I try not to give no comment. It's like I don't like saying no comment. I'm not. A, I'm not a hundred percent sure what what would be the 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 next thing. I think that we as a government um, in the coalition 
uh, would would meet and would talk about it and would discuss. And I'm sure that uh, the PM would be talking with other world leaders. Uh, I, I don't know what it would mean. Is it a um, do they does does China go? Yeah, we it was us if it was us, and this is what we'll do. Um, I, I don't you know kicking people kicking you know investment out. China's not the number one investor in Australia anyway. So uh, would we do we do that as a punishment? Uh, I don't know. Like I'm I'm not sure. I'd have to. I'd really have to ask them. Because because honestly, mate, you could they could fix it pretty easy. Like let's just stop the wet markets. Can we just stop? If it was, if that's where it come from, you could probably just, <laughs> or from a lab, from an American soldier that defect, you know, that, I don't know, whatever. Jeez, you, tin, tin hats, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I'm not sure the answer. I, I, um, I think there should be an independent inquiry. And when I mean, in, I mean, truly independent as well. Not, not, um, not anything that's led one way or the other. Uh, so I, and, that, and that's the only way you really know. So what's, what's coming up? Here, huh? Yeah. Oh, the next one. The next one. So uh, say we do go down that path. China's <laughs> regretted asking. All right, no, this, is, this will be the final one. This has got a little bit of context crossover too. There's a bit of a segue. China, we, we go, the whole world gets together. Europe, US. Don't know if Africa is going to get involved in it or if they really care. There's a lot of China's investment in Africa too. But they all, we all get together and we're like, all right, it's China's fault. Are we going to sue them for compensation? Whatever the outcome is, China turns around and says no. Is that World War Three catalyst? Mm. Well, anything. I'm, I'm, it's feeling like it. Like I think that's a question that a lot of people are asking. A lot of young <laughs> diggers are asking because they're like, "Oh, we might get some trips up." And I'm like, I'm not sure <laughs> "This is the one mate. you want to go." On. <laughs> um, it, well, I, I think that war, war, um, war can be started easy, right? So wars can. Wars can really go pretty quickly um, without diplomatic kind of intervention. And I've seen firsthand in Parliament uh, when people start accusing people of, in countries of things, uh, the, the level that it could probably go to. Uh, I think um, I think it could, if like a spade a spade, if we uh, if it was found out. And just say, just for example, let's let's go. It's not China. Let's go. It's um, <clears throat> another country. That I, I don't know which one to name without getting in trouble. Um, let's get you whatever. The, the... It's either China or America, mate. I'm not fighting them. Um, Tasmania. No, you know, it, it's it's somewhere. And um, and we have an independent inquiry in there as well because there's evidence that they sent something here, whatever. Is it war? Yeah, it could be. Because they'll go, well, we're not going to do shit. What are you going to do? And next thing you know, you've got world superpowers on either side going, hang on a second. Um, I don't want to see... I don't want to see a world war. Uh, I'd much rather, uh, but I also don't want to be the nation that 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 um, goes. Oh, okay, you did the wrong thing. We'll just continue doing business with you as as normal. It's not how we're going to do it. We're not going to get. Yeah, um, you want to play play silly games, win stupid, win silly prizes, or yeah, what's yeah. it say? Well, you got to have national sovereignty, right? So you you got to protect the sovereignty of the nation. But you also you, you can't be pushed around by it. It doesn't matter if you're the biggest nation or the smallest nation. You have to stand up, and you know if it if it means you know saying the hard things, you need to do it. But I, I don't want to see war. I'm hoping that we could. You know, avoid it. We've, we're avoiding it, uh, or not avoiding it. We're, we're not. Uh, it's not even in the in the realm at the moment. But I just think that we, we need to do things right. To the people need to know where things like this have come from. And if it's um, in someone's basement, you need to know. If it's from a market, 
you need to know. You, you can't you can't hide things that uh, when I get families calling me saying that their loved one has died from it, regardless of age, um, because people go, oh, it's only 1%. Yeah, do you want to be in that 1% if it's the 1%? You don't, right? So uh, you, every, the Australian public have a right to know who or what or how uh, coronavirus was spread. I, I just, I don't, mate. I, every outcome that could possibly be released by an independent inquiry, I can't see any public from any country being told the truth. Um because I mean, they ran with their first story. The only one that the people that, that people would be okay with, and go, oh, if, if everyone says that's it, then we'll be okay with it. That's a due date of bat, and fucking come on, a dude didn't catch the f- ground zero eating a bat wasn't the case. So every if if you all agree that the the eating a bat scenario is false, any other uh, scenario that's been presented to date cannot be released to the general public. Um, it, so, it just so- can't. One thing, don't eat bats. Like, I don't think you should eat bats. Um, I I don't think you should eat bats. I don't think you should eat dogs or cats either, or mice or rats or anything like that. Um, vermin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Like, uh, and I'm not definitely not here to say you, you'd be wrong. But I think that, um, you know, we're, the only way to find out without the conspiracy is to have a, a, an inquiry. Uh, definitely. Oh, 100% agree there should be an inquiry. Might I mean, it, it also depends what they're going to dig into. Are we looking just at where it came from or are we looking at, are we going to have an inquiry as to actions post-January this year? Like the way the way things have been run, do is there potential for every small business in Australia to have a class action against their state government? Probably worthy, but is it going to happen? Most likely not. Like I don't, I don't know. I'm just. This is the this is the part where I'm losing losing faith, and that's why I, I guess why a lot of people. Well, I'm hoping a lot of people, not just me, but go digging, looking with the bullshit meter ramped up full charge, because I don't see any of the outcomes or any of the scenarios that I believe are most likely true. I can't see any government having the balls to put their hand up and going like Victoria, going sorry guys, we fucked it. Shouldn't I shut you down in the first place? It was a bad call. No one's going to do that. Um, and, and the fear is that if this happens again, like at the moment, not this is this is going to sound sadistic, but not enough people have died to justify the measures that have been put in place. That is the only metric you can measure: damage by shutting down the country versus damage by death from a virus. At the moment, A is far worse. So, what happens next time when there's a pandemic that's legit, that's going to massacre the entire country unless we go into lockdown? It's like the boy who cried wolf. I I don't know if the the country's going to lay down and go, yeah, I'll stay inside for the next six months and do fuck all. I, mean, I think it's going to turn everyone into like conspiracy theorists or people looking for a hole in the story going, testing the limits as to how far they can bend the laws before they get arrested. Going out if you live in Victoria and like if, if they turn around and say you get, you're locked down for another 12 months, mate, a few race riots will be the least of the, the premier's problems. Like the whole, the whole state's going to rebel. I would assume, anyway. Either that or just go on being cheap and staying inside. Um, Well, I have a friend who uh, is from Singapore, and she told me that when SARS came to Singapore, they all got locked down. So when COVID was uh, announced, everyone went into lockdown because they they were used to it. They went in. um, I, I I don't have the statistics on how it all looked or worked. I... I have this 
I have this view that uh, that yep, uh, the economy needs to get going because it will it, it's going to hurt people financially, but it'll also hurt people mentally, and there will be a, fl a flow-on effect from there as well. I've already heard of people, um, you know. Uh, there's been reports of people that have taken their life and died by suicide because of the financial hardship they've, they've faced. Um, I, I also c get concerned about the the, the, the number, um, whether it's 1% or whatever the, the number is of people that, that can die from it or will die or, or could die from it because I would hate to I'd hate for it to be my kids, my wife, my mum, you know, so I have that feeling as well. Oh, it's a fucking difficult conversation. It's a difficult act. And, and that's, I suppose, up when the PM says, fuck it, we've measured it up and we're going to open the country up or no, we're going to lock down. They're decisions people got to make. Like, it's hard. To, it's the same stuff that people did in World War One and Two. generals sending 100, the Battle of the Somme, 130,000 people died in fucking four days. I don't know, the statistics were horrendous. And 30,000 people died in the size of a football field. Uh, and they were like... Was it for the greater good? What evil? What's the what's what's the right answer? Do you have those those ask those hard questions and have an intelligent, measured debate about it? I think it's fantastic. That's I think that's the bit that's missing. And I, I know I don't want to um, reproduce Rogan's comments, but we the world is there's too much bullshit out there at the moment. And it's not that like we didn't politicians and, and generals didn't lie to the public in the past. It was just easier to do it because no one had a fact checker. You didn't have Google in your pocket and you'd get a hundred answers. You just believed the one that was a headline. But at the moment there's so much information and 99.999% of it comes from fucking morons on the internet. And you don't know what's true. Like every country, I know politicians are there, but it's like we need a council of elders who are just super wise people and we don't listen to what they say as in they, they're not going to tell us what to do, but every key topic, those 10, 20 people are going to debate it in front of everyone. And then people get to choose like political debates aren't debates. They're like, I'm going to yell at you for a minute, then you can yell at me. And it's all from this sheet where it's about jobs and budget, right? What if we go, hey, I need 20 of the smartest people in the country to come on a panel for three, four, five hours. And you're going to tell us what you believe the coronavirus is all about and then everyone can again most people will be like fuck that i'm going to just sit on TikTok and watch this chick sing a song but people who actually give a shit about where life is going can sit there and watch it and get informed information but at the moment we've got too much information and no one's fact i think the, the best thing any politician around the world can ever say is i don't know and we we, do, we don't 100%. get it too much um regardless of what country you're in and you know there, there are you know very switched on people that that don't say it because they do know. I'm I'm not saying that 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 at all. But I I just think that I I don't have all the answers and I never will. And the it's that whole back to the start answer the question you wish you got uh, because you don't know the answer that you should be giving. And I think that saying I'm not sure I don't know I'll get back to you. But the media crucify you for that. So if I said in the media I don't know I'll get back to you, the headline will be. Remember for Herbert doesn't, doesn't know, know what bang, he's doing. Bang, bang has no idea, and, and then the other side will be like, "Yeah, watch this. We're going to cane him on that." But to me, that's the smartest thing any politician could say, because you should be giving factual information. Um, and if you're wrong, the next best thing you can say is, "I was wrong. Yeah, I was wrong, and this is why. And now this is this is the what's been given to me, and whatever." I know. I really just 
that's the the one thing that I hate in politics, and one thing that I want to want to change is when you don't know, you don't know. You just say it. And is that an institutional you, thing? Like, there's things within. We talk about the institution that is Parliament politics, Australian politics, um, the particular institutions that are the Australian government uh, or or the Australian Army, and, and how we do things. Are there other things that you're going to come and shake the world up, or is that still a, a work in progress, mate? Oh, it's all a work in progress. <laughs> it's all a work in progress. It's, Have you got anything uh, coming up over the next sort of couple of days, a couple of weeks, couple of days? Anything to look out for? <laughs> oh, mate, if you want to, if you go on my Facebook, there's always some good stuff happening. Um, but no, I don't. I don't plan to. I don't. I don't plan to to stir the pot or anything like that. Um, I all. I, all I want to do is. Make sure, and like, you know, Adrian, you touched on it as well. You know, you, you want to know what's happening. You want to know the facts. You want to know the truth. And you want it in a timely manner. And then when someone says something that's not true or incorrect, they should own up and say it. So I think that, you know, that's a part of being the, the kind of integrity sheriff, um, you know, is, is to, to continue to do that. Because my role isn't, I'm not, I'm not um, the minister for education, health, not the prime minister, you know, or anything like that. My job is to, you know, listen, work and deliver for my community and fight for my community. But in the meantime, you know, start checking people on the way. So then when we get to parliament, the people that have been lying their whole lives, the people that have been doing the wrong thing and, and taking us all for a ride, um, know that there is consequences to your actions and I will call you out. And if you want to say nasty, naughty things about me, I couldn't care. My job isn't to care about their feelings. The, I think Ben Shapiro says that the facts don't um, care about your feelings because facts are facts and truth is truth. And you, you can either, um, you know, live with it and, and, and you know, run, run with the narrative or you stand there and you be counted and you say the truth. 100% mate love it and that is if you if you don't have the facts you run into an argument all you've got is a big bag of mate emotions. that's what half the TV mate. shows on and that's what we're seeing when in the you world go to at the moment what's emotions. that TV show I don't want to name for, for fear of upsetting a few people <laughs> fear of um, getting sued <laughs> but they get they get people nah fuck that we've just got a couple of um couple of projects coming up that we're hopefully we've got so channel 7 channel 9 jumping on board with so hopefully don't piss yeah. them off too not that anyone's ever gonna anyway uh they um they, they sort of get up and they debate and they get sort of a person and then they it's pretty much get they get grilled by the audience on a particular issue and all they do is Q and A Q and A mate it is that's ABC mate we're not going to ABC for any collaboration oh Q and A terrible show oh uh, mate it's fucking I, do- I, you, I, you get I these super them. intelligent people you get these leaders of countries and and states and and um. And then you just get fucking Karen from the audience that just just throws an emotional thread and he just sits there and he's like, and then the audience is like, yeah, and fucking, I can't believe I, I lost my job. I'm like, did you get another one? I don't know what your problem is, but can we have... So Q, Q&A, the problem is, I mean, I think the format of the show is, it's gold. It's the people running it and the audience that are all ABC watching super a little bit too far left. Like if you can mix mix up yeah. the hosts and you can mix up the audience, the guests they get balance on balance it are, right. Are, so it's, yeah, yeah. so ba- it's yeah. a cherry pick in the left. Um, so I've been asked to go on Q and A quite a few times, and I always say no. Yeah. Uh, and I say no is because it's a stitch up for someone like me, because I sit in the chair and they go, "So what do you think about coal?" And I go, "I support coal mining." Boom! The whole yeah. crowd goes nuts and. 
people following me home and giving me death threats. Um, yeah. But the the argument. So when someone goes and and I get into debates with with people, not normally in in the north, it's normally down south or southerners, um, and they'll be like, "Coal's killing the world, and uh, renewables will keep the the lights on." I'll be like, "Well, just so you know, eighty percent of electricity uh, powered last year was from coal. How would you how would you fix that?" And they'll be like. No, it's not. You're a fuckhead. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, but why? Why wasn't it just like, oh, well, I don't agree, and this is why. And then I go, well, this is where I got mine from. Oh, well, I got mine from here. Oh, it's okay. We can have a normal debate and conversation. But if someone feels like they're losing and they're on the left, they'll attack you. Every yeah, every play the game, day. not the not the player, mate. Yeah, yeah, and you know, then I get a bit excited was- and say, go glue yourself to the road or something. But you know. It, <laughs> If you if you if you swing first, it comes back, right? Yeah, mate. That, what it's like? It's like what you were talking about before, though. Like everyone in those audiences is like the people you run into in Townsville. It's like they have one focused issue. I mean, running the country, running a town, running a fucking household with kids is like a complex yeah. problem. You multiply that by twenty, what something million people. There's more to balancing the books and balance solving a problem than just fixing where our energy comes from or just getting that dude a job. And I know like campaign promises are all and, and these political drives are all focused on individual singular issues. And but the, the, the whole solving a massive problem is super complex, but no one's coming up in the Q&A audience with a question that says, uh, we need to find renewable energy while also keeping food on the table, uh, giving people jobs, making sure I can still power my iPhone and have Netflix while making sure I'm not putting poison down the toilet and the kids get to school on time. Like no one's coming up with a complex problem and trying to come up with a complex solution. They're going, why are you using coal? And so, then everyone so cheers. The coalition's answer is we support uh, solar, we support wind, we support copper string, we support uh, gas, and you know what? We support coal as well. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, but that last one's the worst thing in the world. I'm like, well, we're, we're a party mm. that supports all of it, right? And then the, the left go, no, we, 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 support, we don't support coal, but I can tell you what, we won't, we won't turn our coal-fired power station off in our area. We'll just tell you how you should live in the north. I'm sorry, we're not going to be pushed around by people in Melbourne, by people in Sydney, by people um, you know who are in the south who have coal-fired power stations and they have cheap power and they have the jobs and they have all this. If we want something, why can't we have it as well? Well, I might. And there's always, I mean, every problem, sorry, I think I feel, I'm getting the feeling like Mexico's going to better cut me off. Are we done? We are done, I've got a really good one. I'm no. running late now. Oh mate, it's glad. I mean, All right, I'll, I'll save absolutely privileged. And, and mate, to, to get you for for sixty minutes, we really appreciate you coming on the show again, mate, and uh, just opening the doors behind a uh, bit of politics. Um, hopefully, we can book in for a little bit longer. We'll we'll get it deep into some conspiracies, and maybe we'll send you some questions so that uh, we don't ambush as much next time. Uh, I don't. I don't mind. Um, I don't mind the, the the hard and fast questions, unless you want unless you want detailed answers. If you want detailed answers, I'll go. I'll take the questions and get the answer. But I I have a, I also have a problem with stage stuff. Like if you want if you want to know what Phil Thompson thinks, you should just ask me. If you if you want to know what the government thinks, send it to me, and I'll get a government response. Um, so I think that's something we need to do. Yeah, politicians good, man. Doing better. But thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Always a pleasure. No worries. Ladies and gentlemen, Philip Thompson, King of the North. Thanks very much, mate. King of the North. (laughs) See you.